1: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member of
0: Okay, recording here just after 2 p.m. on Thursday, a very eventful Thursday, more than most, especially in the offseason. For yours truly, Andrew Callahan of Boston Herald. Obviously, Pat's interference. First time listeners, welcome. We have a lot to get to, but most of it, if you are interested, uh, can be found at the bostonherald.com inside the Patriots' most dysfunctional season under Bill Belichick. I took a deep dive with my colleague, who is here today, into what happened last year. And there's been a lot of commentary, a lot of things pulled out of that story, which has been in the works for close to a month. I wanted to sort this out through, with Karen, but also respond to some of... I don't, this is kind of just Twitter sometimes in a nutshell in terms of anonymous sources or this happened or that happened, open up about the story, some things that were not included, go through the process of it, but also address those things that I just mentioned. So before Karen, because I know you're waiting and you have a lot of good stuff to share with us. I want to run down three things. Number one, the genesis of this story was to answer the question of the Patriots 2022 season, which was very simply why why is the offense so poor? Why is it so dysfunctional? Why are the most basic plays, formations, alignments, things that just mean snapping the ball on time without a false start penalty? <clears throat> Trent Brown, why are they happening? The short answer was Matt Patricia and Joe Judge being put in positions they were never, ever suited for. But the answer goes deeper than that. And so our position was to ask people within the organization and around the last three, four weeks look, we talk about this on the radio podcast, TV, we write about this every single day, help us understand why, what happened, go deeper into it, that's it, there is nothing nefarious about this, there is no hit piece, whatever they said would have directed the direction of this piece, which turns out was more dysfunctional than any of us, including myself, Karen, other people on the beat really knew about, and so that's what it was, just set us straight, lots of phone calls, texts, most of them unanswered later, the story comes out. Number two, and this is kind of journalism one-on-one, because I get people who might go, oh, anonymous sources, put your name on it, you know, kind of be a man or or show some sort of pride or or any of that. Deep reporting, and this is not in the kiddie pool of sports in which Karen and I operate and live, relies on anonymous sources. That's how it works. That's how you got Watergate. That's how you got Spotlight with all the abuse that the Boston Globe dug up in uh, the abuse in the Catholic Church concussions in the NFL. This all started with anonymous reporting. Our story, obviously, is not in the same galaxy as those unbelievable all-time pieces of journalism, but the people who spoke for those stories and in other stories that I've omitted here are doing so because they're helping journalism serve its primary function, which is not only inform, but speak truth to power, okay? So these people who worked in the church or in government or in big business, are in a position but they don't have a lot of power and feel something is going wrong so they go to the free press which has this power to illuminate and investigate and educate about what's going on that's what this was again in the kiddie pool the shallow end everyone's got floaties on this is not so serious all of the sports stuff but when we ask people to speak with us and they in turn trust us with their information they're telling us what you read in the piece this was dysfunctional. This offense, this organization, this whole setup, this management was riddled with distrust. Okay? This was not okay. They're still irked by it, even as we move forward. And the reason that they didn't put their names on it is because people in Foxboro have been called into Bill Belichick's offense for much less. Okay? Instagram comments, posts, things of that nature. The Patriots combed through every little thing. Okay? So they could have been fired. They could have been cut. They could have been outcast. And you think, I'm dramatic with all these different consequences. But listen to Akib Tlaib who told Kevin Clark, friend of the podcast, of The Ringer, that basically with Belichick, remember Akib Tlaib came there as a fully made veteran, guy established in the league. You got three or four rules, nothing to do with what you wear, anything about how you take your own notes or prepare or watch film. It's work hard, be attentive, don't screw with the media. So when you're crossing him, in case you haven't been paying attention to both Belichick and the media the last 23, 24 years, this would have been real, real trouble. So it was our duty not only to speak truth to power and share their story, but protect them, which is why the anonymous sources are there on their end and for ours. It was about getting information right, protecting people who trusted in us, which takes a long time to develop those relationships. Karen being around covering the team since 07 and me since 2018. Number three, getting past <laughs> Professor Lectern there. I can say, and Karen can as well, with 99% certainty that the 2022 Patriots offense was worse than even we shared and reported. Because again, kind of behind the scenes of how this process works, as you hear things, as people pass along information, the only reporting you can do is stuff that you can confirm independently from that source. So everything there that's in that story is airtight. It happened, there's no question about it. That is the truth. There are other nuggets, though, or rumblings or things told to us, either confidentially that we couldn't confirm or we're told this can never come to the light of day because that will you know, reveal the source or the area of the department or team that it came from or the locker room. They're not included. But taking those things, if we trust them, the dysfunction went so deep for so long that this was, again, worse than any of us ever knew. So I know that's a tease. It's kind of not fair for me to say that. I will leave it. At that, and say the Patriots are just in a much, much, much better position with Bill O'Brien. But this era led by Belichick, Matt Patricia, and Joe Judge is behind them for good reason. The Patriots have already replaced Joe Judge's quarterback's coach, which is going to be Bill O'Brien's second job. They're interviewing offensive line coaches the year after Matt Patricia did that. Patricia, undecided about his future with the team. And it seems like Belichick is going to step away from having his hands in the offense to going back to being a head coach like he did with Josh McDaniels, when McDaniels was basically the head coach of the offense. So Taryn has set a record for patience, guess on that's interference. I could have recorded this separately. You instead waited, you looked at me, you are now smiling. Thank God. Is there anything you want to add to that long, exhausting self-serving intro before we get into the story?
1: Yeah. That it's important for your followers and readers to know that, you know, when you embark on a piece like this, I, I mean, You interviewed people separately, I interviewed people separately, but what was important to us throughout the whole thing was if you got a nugget of information that that we thought, boy, that's, that's pretty good, it was corroborated, not just with one other source, but a source after that. So everything we presented in that piece wasn't just one person whispering in our ear or one person that we spoke with it was information that we got from one person and then corroborated with a second and perhaps even a third just to you know just to assure that what we were presenting was accurate
0: cool all right let's get into the fun stuff shall we because i i can tell you i feel relieved i feel joy and that's not to say that because this story leaned negative, obviously this was a bad season. We all watched it. Eight and nine was the record, 18.1 offensive points per game. Mac Jones regressed statistically. Okay. Things that you would have thought, even if you imagine worst case scenario with this coaching staff would have been out of reach. Okay. This happened anyway. They shouldn't have been close to the playoffs. They were the offense held them back. That's clear. So we sat with all this information for weeks and weeks and weeks. And we parsed to it and we corroborated it, and confirmed, and we wrote it when you just sit with this now, Stuff that was said, stuff that went unwritten. What was your biggest takeaway from what happened last year?
1: Well, it was kind of what was part and parcel of your intro is that, you know, we know what we saw. We know what we saw in training camp, which was not good. We know what we saw during the season, which was not good. You know, we saw outbursts from players, uh, mixed messages from players and Coach Belichick. And we knew it wasn't good. I mean, we knew that there was this was dysfunctional, but the level it it extended to was even surprising to me, uh, or, or how vast it was and how consuming it was.
0: I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business.
1: Sports is not uh, as simple as bringing a bunch of big
0: names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so
1: many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal.
0: Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. No question. I think consuming is a good word. And I think surprise is another element of this too, because again you know, for the Patriots who are notoriously tight-lipped, the stuff that would come out, Kendrick Bourne speaking after the Bills game, Mac and multiple press conferences kind of defying his coaches, I'll teach Joe Judge in May, December after that same Bills game, I want to be coached harder. Like, those into themselves, you know, are are big events if you've been following the Bill Belichick Patriots. For me, it was just how many of these decisions trace back to Belichick, which we know, obviously, hiring Patricia and Joe Judge, putting them in these jobs starts with him. But some of the day-to-day stuff was just, It made me remember that Belichick, as I wrote twice in the piece, is the greatest coach of all time. But he is also the same man who benched Malcolm Butler in the Super Bowl. And so these decisions that end up being gambles, including one quote that you got that didn't make the piece of someone within the organization who wondered, sometimes I wonder if he makes these moves, and I'm paraphrasing here, speaking of Belichick from the source, if he just does them thinking, okay, if this works, I look like a genius. And if it doesn't, I'll fix it next year. Because that would this season would obviously fit under that category. It didn't make the piece. I'm not of that same belief, but for someone to be much closer to him within that organization to think that, than I am, um, was not only just surprising, it was kind of jarring.
1: Yeah, and just to kind of pick up on that point a little bit too, I was, you know, having covered Bill Belichick for quite, you know, 20 plus years, It was surprising how much he underestimated the situation or coaching or what goes into coaching an offense or play calling for an offense. And I think that even took some of the players aback uh, as well, you know, based on some of the information that we gleaned is that, you know, Even, you know, on the outside, it was surprising. It might have been even more surprising on the inside.
0: Right. And the the reason this is important, aside from pretty much everyone in that team felt like it was a wasted season. And you can't do that with a quarterback and a rookie, uh, you know, cost control contract. You can't do that with a 70-year-old head coach who's chasing a record, let alone over three years when you're 25 and 26. It's just that there's a lot at stake here coming up in 2023, which is why we late, You know, in the process, Bill O'Brien, we could confirm and report on Tuesday, he's going to be the new offensive coordinator. This story needs to shift. It needs to be more forward-looking, which was a great point. And we, we talked through this and worked through it because this is a big deal for all those players involved, Mac Jones, Bill Belichick individually, but the Patriots as it is. And Belichick, you know, is the face, is the star of this franchise. He's still the allure of this, which is why, again, it starts with him. The last quote in the intro there is ultimately, everything is my responsibility. You know, that's true, but it's also he's the franchise and that goes with him. So this is a reflection on him. It becomes a reflection on the Patriots. And we've already seen, obviously, offseason changes that have kind of reduced his power because of what happened last year. Those were the stakes of 2022. What happens in 2023 if they fail? And I think, as I've said on the record, Mac Jones is going to be the best version of himself we've seen yet. will be even There will be more gravity to those stakes. It'll be even bigger, depending on whether this goes well next season or somehow, God forbid, they regress even further.
1: <laughs> I, I I don't know. I I kind of see this as the bottom. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> you would think, right? Yeah, and I agree. I would, agree. Think I would bet could, a lot of money. I don't
1: be- drive any further down the hill, you know. Yeah, uh, right. And I I think, you know, those on the inside are also looking at this. You know, we're just going to turn the page. We're going to start fresh. And last year was last year. It wasn't good. You know, let's buckle down and move forward and move forward with a coach who knows what he's talking about.
0: Yeah. And is trusted. I mean, we've said this for a long time. Bill O'Brien checks all the boxes. Okay. He's in the family, his coach quarterbacks, coordinated offenses, former head coach can bring some college concepts to boost this offense, build it back out to what it was under McDaniels, or find the right balance between some new elements and obviously things that have worked for a long, long time. Before we turn the page, because everyone should want to, deserves to after that season, the Patriots are now in the process. They landed in Vegas today, the staff did, to coach the East West Shrine Bowl. One detail, you've done multiple radio hits already. I've got TV to do later here today on, on Thursday. What's one detail that has been overlooked when people are asking about this story? that you think deserves a little bit more notice so while the Patriots season might be over football is not and you can continue to bet and win money off of football at betonline.ag because betonline remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season next season next year for the next decade everything from the NFL playoffs to pro and college basketball UFC and MMA and more is at betonline.ag where you'll always find the latest odds Team matchup info, player news, and game trends. With live betting options, jump into the second quarter, third quarter, doesn't matter, plus free contests and live scores, you can win money on almost any sport imaginable. BetOnline is truly the fastest and the easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. So head to the website today or use your phone and join with the promo code CLNS50 that CLNS 50 to get a 50% 5-0 welcome bonus with your first deposit. Again, that's CLNS 50 to receive your rewards at where else? BetOnline.ag, where the game starts.
1: Well, that they were so, seemed so adamant about changing the scheme that, like, again, as we described it, uh, putting a square peg in a round hole and how it obviously wasn't working and wasn't going to work, but they kept with it and kept with it. And it didn't take, you know, until maybe later, the last few games of the season where they actually went back to, gee, what worked the year before? Play action and and how much better Mac Jones was. That they, they went with it for so long and really just almost in defiance you know, yeah. that kind of That kind of got me I don't to know me, about
0: you It was, you know, the relationship part Which doesn't make for, you know Big headlines or great radio fodder But I just think, you know the, the Mac Jones, Joe Judge dynamic got a lot of attention There were direct quotes from people close to that Who could tell us exactly how Mac felt And if you're watching closely enough You could, you know, have some conjecture about how that like was it would be spot on
1: At all
0: Yeah, did not like him at all, period okay. Um, but it also extended to Belichick, you know, like that was the the part that I wanted to make sure got in the intro that the relationships and, you know, the system became so strained, the underpinnings of what makes an offense. Okay. The system that binds everyone together, the individual relationships that make it go quarterback to receiver center to quarterback, center to offensive line coach, offensive line coach, you know, to quarterbacks coach, all of those were stressed and it came back to doubt and Belichick, who, again, said many, many times, as he should, and, and this is good leadership by him amid a very bad season for him, was, I'm responsible. So the doubt that crept up there, and it's not to say there was any sort of revolt coming, we asked people about, is there a divide here between the players and the coaches? And they said, no, that's overstating we People were certainly of different opinions, and they were very vocal with those opinions, more so than in past years, but that was it. I just think the relationships that need to be repaired, and we're going to focus in on Bill O'Brien and Mac a lot this offseason it goes beyond him and that was something that you know maybe if we had another week or a few more days maybe we explore that a little bit more but I I think it's it's worth noting because again that that is as much a part of an offense the trust that I remember writing about midseason that was broken on the field as it is hey we're running power left or we're running you know whatever waggle bootleg play action pass
1: yeah and Specifically, you know, a relationship between Mac and perhaps head coach Bill Belichick,
0: yeah.
1: which which went from Belichick glowing about Mac, you know, early uh, before the early camps and talking about what great shape. You know, he's going to be great, blah, 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 too. After Mac said a few things <laughs> like he was going to teach Judge. I mean, how it just sort of deteriorated for them and how Bill's responses got to be really tepid mm-hmm. <laughs> about Mac and non-supportive, which was, you know, another thing that was odd. Even toward the end of the year, he wouldn't even name them by name. So I think they had, I mean, they don't have to be kissing cousins. I mean, we saw <laughs> Tom Brady and, and Bill Belichick go through tough stretches, but there there has to be a respect there between both sides for it to proceed forward. And as you talked about relationships needing to be repaired, I think that one needs to, that's like one of the ones on the front burner.
0: No question. I talked about that a lot with Jeff Howe last week, hit on it with Mike Butnansky again. If you want to revisit Not necessarily is Mac the quarterback of the future, but just the whole dynamic with him this season who dealt with Joe Judge directly, obviously Matt Patricia and Belichick. Uh, Go back and listen to those podcasts because for now, enough about the past. Let's talk about the present and look ahead to the future. Bill O'Brien, officially the offensive coordinator. Thank you, Patriots. We have a statement out this morning. It's officially he's the quarterback's coach. It's done. He's on the plane. He's going to the Shrine Bowl. I'm sure he's going to have a cocktail in Las Vegas. Congrats to you, Bill O'Brien and Bill Belichick. You're on the same page. Good start to the offseason. How confident are you that Bill O'Brien comes in and and fixes, maybe not everything, uh, but most of the problems we reported on and were also just evident to anyone who watched this football team last year?
1: Well, I'll preface it by saying an offensive coordinator isn't the only issues that the Patriots offense has as a whole. But at least having a competent one who will understand whatever offensive scheme that they just settle on who understands a quarterback, you know, Bill, as a quarterback coach, uh, who understands, you know, how run games and pass games need to be married as opposed to going in separate directions. Uh, Bill checks off all the boxes in terms of all, all of that. And, 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 you know, he's he's showed in every stop to be a very good coach. And for something I'm working on Sunday, I've, you know, I've spoken to a few Patriots from the past who uh, were under Coach O'Brien. And they all and they all kind of there was like a same theme that resonated with each player. And one, they love the guy. And again, it's not requisite that you love your coach but they loved him, respected him, and also trusted his judgment. And, and those are like three so important var- variables to have in a coach. So he's going to bring credibility back. He's going to be bringing credibility back with the players. And I think you know that in itself will lend itself to improvement.
0: No question. Um, So definitely stay tuned for that piece on Sunday. You know, I I know the people you've spoken to before people are going to love hearing from these former players who understood what real offense looked like before O'Brien. He comes in as a de facto offensive coordinator, 2009, 2010, gets a title in 11. But that whole time is doing what he will be in 2023, coaching quarterbacks and calling plays for me with Bill O'Brien he is not bill walsh 2.0 nobody really is here in the league if anyone it's actually the guy currently in san francisco and kyle shanahan what he is going to be though is a floor raiser okay they will never be this bad i don't think so long as he is here offensively cleaning up penalties better scheme design getting more out of the quarterbacks whatever talents here like this this if anything else told you how bad the coaching situation right was we're looking at the offense same old story since like 2018 Oh, the Patriots have enough weapons. Devontae Parker, maybe the new weapon, probably still not good enough. Towards the end of the season, you start hearing from people, even very famous ones in the local radio. You know, the, the roster is not this bad. You know, the roster is actually pretty good. It's the coaching. Like that's how far this dragged down that we forget that their their weapons still aren't that good. However right. good they are, Bill O'Brien is going to get that potential out of them, and that is number one with a bullet, must have with your coaching staff, whose job is to develop. And maximize the talents of your players. He will do that, not only schematically, putting them in the right position, not having Kendrick Bourne run these wild fades as someone who's run a four, five or four, six since he got out of college. Okay, running play action, utilizing Hunter Henry over the middle of the field. And that's a huge step. Will this be an average offense? Will it be a top 12 offense? I don't know, but I'm confident at least it's not going to be in the bottom 10 again, which is a huge step up. Um, looking elsewhere, because I've talked about this before the offensive line coach hire is going to be massive to me. And then the other assistants are going to be just as big. What what do you want to see their next steps do maybe at the Shrine Bowl or after they get back from the Shrine Bowl to, again, just kind of get the offense off the ground?
1: Well, for starters, I I mean, I'm interesting. I am interested to see who the offensive line coach is, And again, if they have to, to replace Nick Cayley or not, or if there's going to be other movement within the ranks. And if those coaches are Bill O'Brien coaches, or if they're coaches that Bill Belichick likes from his time, and, and it's just putting him in, <clears throat> you know, giving them to Bill O'Brien, because you would like Bill O'Brien to, to you know, if he's going to be the guy, let him be the guy. Let him have coaches that he wants. Let him have coaches he's comfortable with, that he's worked with, that have that understand what he's looking for. And that's especially important in an offensive line coach. I mean, I've talked to Dante Scarnecchia ad nauseum about, again, the marriage between a, an offensive coordinator and an offensive line coach and how important that marriage is and how important it and everything starts up front and talk about disheveled I mean the offensive line was a was a mess and that and that and it was poorly coached you had some guys thinking they were going one way and other guys going the other way or I mean you can't have that so uh, if Bill O'Brien has confidence in an in a offensive coach that he wants, that's the guy I would hire as opposed to a friend of Bill and meaning Belichick.
0: Any names off the top of your head? I know I'm putting you on the spot here, but I think the natural question well, people are seeing. Doug, Doug is
1: Marone. Doug I mean, the,
0: uh, Yeah.
1: Doug Marone uh, <laughs> would be one. Um, I think there's a guy named Mike Devlin or Mike Devon who, who, Worked with Bill. I think he's an assistant uh, with the Ravens now. So you know, but again, the answer is who Bill O'Brien wants, whoever that might be. So, but I know obviously him and Doug Marone are are like brothers, right? And they they work together. They know each other very well. You know whether you can get him out of New Orleans is another question. Uh, But those are the places I would start with guys bill o'brien wants on that staff
0: no question uh you hit the names that i i would want and it's so funny like we talk about the the views of you know the the roster talent oh it's actually pretty good from well oh, this doesn't have a number one receiver he can't compete in the afc blah blah blah. doug marone goes from kind of like loser head coach with the jaguars and bills to oh my god get me as my offensive line coach i need doug marone now uh so I think Doug Marone is a good, very accomplished coach. I know Belichick thinks highly of him, whether he gets let go from the Saints or whether they've even had a conversation. I don't know. Um, But that would be a lateral move to come here, barring some more titles. Lord knows that Belichick is not, quote, big on titles as hard as they work to downplay them. So... You know, it's tough. Adrian Clem, I think, you know, I'm glad you brought up Dante Skarniecki, who said I didn't watch him coach a whole lot, but Dante came away impressed when, you know, Dante would go on the road and scout prospects for the Patriots before the draft. And Clem was at uh, UCLA for five years, more recently now at Oregon. He's at least been in an NFL offensive line room for three years, 2019, 2020, 2021 with the Steelers. And he left for about a million dollars, according to Mike Giardi. To be at Oregon, where he is also the associate head coach. So he is sought after whether he's the best fit. I don't know. I'm with you that I would place the faith in O'Brien and Belichick, who I think in the Venn diagram of coaches they want to hire, like that's almost a perfect circle. It's just a matter of who in that circle is the best fit for this team because you need some new ideas. That's the other part about O'Brien. There were no new ideas in the room. Between Patricia and Judge and young coaches like Minnie sincere and Ross Douglas, and even Nikhaley's 39, but he's been in the system. Like, where are the fresh ideas coming from? That offensive line coach, even if he's an outsider, probably knows how to block power versus counter and outside zone and all this different stuff.
1: Right. I almost think with the coaching staff from this past season, it wasn't about new ideas or whatever, it was about survival. Survival in trying to do things that they had never done before, both in the new offense and both having coaches never having taught offense or called plays before. Survival is what it was, and they didn't do a very good job.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, enough about that. We have survived today. Busy day. You have more things to get to. I do as well. The story is up. I would encourage anyone who is interested to learn more about the dysfunction, which there absolutely was dysfunction. Again, there were things left on the cutting room floor from the story that we did not include. But if you want to know ironclad of the things that brought the Patriots down from within, check it out on the ballastonherald.com. She is the legend. Karen Corrigan. Always know that I'm lucky to work with you every day. Day like today, writing a story like this, I know that's never been more true than it is now. So thank you for coming on. Thank you for your time. And uh, thank you for being there tomorrow when I will surely bug you with another million questions about what we should do next.
1: (laughs) You got it, Andrew.